In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. And with your Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty, Almighty God, God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life.
let us pray. Defend your church, O Lord, by the protection of the holy, holy apostles, that as she received from them the beginnings of her knowledge of things divine, so through them she may receive, even to the end of the world, an increase in heavenly grace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. we pray, O Lord our God, that we may be sustained by the intercession of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul, that as through them you gave your church the foundations of her heavenly office, so through them you may help her to eternal salvation. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 
from the first book of Maccabees. Judas and his brothers said, now that our enemies have been crushed, let us go up to purify the sanctuary and rededicate it. So the whole army assembled and went up to Mount Zion. Early in the morning on the 25th day of the ninth month, that is the month of Chislev, in the year 148, they arose and offered sacrifice according to the law on the new altar of burnt offerings that they had made. On the anniversary of the day on which the Gentiles had defiled it, on that very day it was re-consecrated with songs, harps, flutes, and cymbals. All the people prostrated themselves and adored and praised heaven who had given them success. <coughs> Excuse me. For eight days they celebrated the dedication of the altar and joyfully offered burnt offerings and sacrifices of deliverance and praise. They ornamented the facade of the temple with gold crowns and shields. They repaired the gates and the priest's chambers and furnished them with doors. There was great joy among the people now that the disgrace of the Gentiles was removed. Then Judas and his brothers and the entire congregation of Israel decreed that the days of the dedication of the altar should be observed with joy and gladness on the anniversary every year for eight days from the 25th day of the month, Chislev. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
wondrous deeds. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, we know that all creation is groaning in labor pains, even until now. And not only that, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, we also groan with ourselves as we await for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that sees is not hope. For who hopes for what one sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait with endurance. In the same way, the Spirit too comes to the aid of our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought but the Spirit himself intercedes with inexpressible groanings. And the one who searches hearts knows what is the intention of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to God's will. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death, but they could not find a way to accomplish their purpose because all the people were hanging on his words. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. Jesus Christ. be seated. This evening we are celebrating the Gold Mass, historically and traditionally a Red Mass, a Mass of the Holy Spirit, was offered for the opening of the judicial year for judges and lawyers. The White Mass traditionally has been the Mass associated with physicians and health care providers. They wear the long white coats a sign of innocence and purity. In later days, the Blue Mass was offered, and this was for policemen and first responders, firefighters. This Gold Mass is, celebrates the gifts and talents in the praise and worship of Almighty God of those who are musicians and vocalists. I thank Dr. Richard Fitzgerald, the Director of Music here at the Cathedral of St. Joseph, for his efforts in organizing this Mass. I also thank all the members from the different parishes who have formed our choir. In the angelology of St. Augustine and of Pseudo Dionysius, it is said that in their rebellion against God, nearly a third of the angels fell from heaven. And yet as humanity, the children of God, who are to take their places in the resurrection of the flesh on the last day, and through their sanctity, and through the church on earth, as it sings the praises of the, of, of the triune God, the thrice holy God. Holiness of life, this is our destination, heaven and the worship of God. And we already anticipate it through our worship at the Holy Mass, at which heaven and earth are united. Today, in particular on the church's liturgical calendar, we celebrate the dedication of the basilicas of Saints Peter and Paul in Rome that is the ancient basilicas, the Constantinian era basilicas. From the 12th century on, this feast was celebrated and then extended to the universal church. The dedication of the basilicas 
is fitting when we think about our first reading from the first book of Maccabees. What had happened? Antiochus IV had erected an abomination in the temple, and many of God's people fell into false worship, idolatry. But there were some who were zealous for the law, who defended their traditions. Eventually, Judas Maccabeus uh, organized them, and they fought to take back the temple for the Lord. And they did. And they tore down that abomination, and they erected a new altar. And the people acclaimed the Lord with songs, with harps, with bells. They used their voices and their talents to join in the praise of God. And they rejoiced that their oppressors were cast out and that this sacred space, their temple, had been rededicated to God. So too, pilgrims from all over the world come to St. Peter's Basilica or the Basilica of St. Paul's outside the walls to remember the witness of the holy apostles. Peter crucified upside down on the Janiculum Hill, Paul beheaded in witness. But the lives of St. Peter and Paul help show the drama in life and the life of faith in our own journeys. They say a picture tells, says a thousand words, but I believe music says even more. St. Augustine says, he who sings well prays twice. You can imagine how if we sing with our lips, we will praise God and pray. How the psalmist writes, on the lips of infants and babes, O Lord, you have found perfect praise to foil your enemies. And human life and the life of faith are filled with a battle between good and evil. After the human voice, the principal instrument in the church's liturgy is, of course, the organ. We have a beautiful organ here, which makes beautiful music. And the last time I was in the cathedral for Mass was on All Souls Day, and we heard the haunting chant of the Dies Irae. The Dies Irae actually appears in many films. It's a Wonderful Life, Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings. It's there in the background music. If you watch college football even, sometimes if a, if a team has fourth and long, the opposing team's band will play notes of the Dies Irae as if the end is coming. It captures the drama of death, the darkness of the tomb, the fear of judgment. Music has this great ability to capture the human story. In the church's liturgy, for example, the reproaches chanted on Good Friday remind us of our own weakness and our sinfulness. But this then leads us to the beauty of the exultant at the Easter Vigil and the threefold Alleluia, which echoes through the Christian churches, a sign that death does not have the last word, that there is this great drama, this battle between sin and goodness, between the forces of death and the forces of life. And at the end of the day, it is life that is victorious, the life who is in Christ himself. Music helps draw the soul closer to God. 
St. Paul writes that we, the Spirit prays for, for us when we do not know how to pray as we ought. But some people struggle to pray, but they know how to sing. And so they sing these songs that have been sung in our churches for years and years. In, in the Latin church, I am reading a book just now on the Mozarabic rite in Toledo in Spain. For the most part, the Roman rite and the other Eastern rites of the Catholic Church did not have hymns initially. They simply sang antiphons and psalms. But in the Mozarabic rite and then later in the Ambrosian rite as well, we have hymns which capture the beauty of our faith. Not the modern hymns that are somewhat peppy and somewhat theologically erroneous. No. True hymns that were written to help simple people understand the faith and praise God with their voices. One does not need to know how to read and write in order to praise God with the voice. Just ask the little children who sing so many great and beautiful hymns in church. No, hymnody, as well as chanting, captures the drama of our story. This feast of the dedication of the Basilica of Peter and Paul helps us to remember the drama of their story. Peter was a fisherman who was nothing and nobody was called to be the rock. He proclaimed Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he was given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Then his story turned, and he, did not, he, he didn't want the cross. Lord, I will never let me ha it happen. And Jesus had to rebuke him. Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Peter would journey on. He would be the first to say, when people were walking away at the Bread of Life discourses, this is a hard saying, who can stand it? Beautifully, he would say, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. How beautiful. At the Last Supper, Jesus was telling his apostles that one of them would betray me. Peter would say, Lord, I will never deny you. And Jesus told him that the cock would crow three times that day, and he would have denied him. And sure enough, Peter did. And he was afraid. I do not know him, I do not know him, I do not know him, his story went. The cock crowed, and Jesus looked at Peter, and Simon wept. There we have the darkness of sin and weakness, and his story is our story. Peter fleeing in fear, only to be forgiven later. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Feed my sheep. When you were young, you used to go about where you would, but when you grow old, another will bind you and drag you where you do not wish to go. This was to signify how he would glorify God. His story did not end with his crucifixion upside down, but rather with his glorification, his wearing of the martyr's crown. St. Paul, too, he persecuted the church. He was zealous for the law. He threw the Christians into prison. And then his story took a dramatic turn on the road to Emmaus, on the road to Damascus. He was thrown down upon the road. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, sir, that I am persecuting? I am Jesus. And his whole life changed, and he was baptized, 
and he was set aside as the apostle to the Gentiles, and he went on his missions, and he was put in prison, he was scourged, he was stoned, he was at sea, he was shipwrecked, and thrown into prison yet again, and lost his head after having fought the good fight, having kept the faith, having won the race. He now wears the crown of righteousness. Their story is our story, and music can capture the drama of the Christian story. The United Nations declared today a day for remembrance of victims of child sexual abuse. And we have a great deal of shame in our church, and so tonight is an opportunity also to pray for healing. There's a great drama in the church, a church which built Western civilization, which is marked by shadows and light. Sometimes it seems more shadows than light. And for some people, their story involves pain and misery at the hands of those who should have protected them. And we should fall silent for a moment to remember them. But our story as Catholics is not always one of failure. It was not the case for Peter, nor for Paul, nor for us. I tell you the story of a young woman who came to see me seven years ago. She had heard me give a talk and said, Father, I'd like to come uh, and confess my sins. I'm having trouble leaving some of them. It happened to be All Souls Day, and I said, well, I have an evening Mass. You can come after that. So she came, she confessed her sins, and then we began to talk about some of the things she had suffered. I intuited from what she had said, because she spoke somewhat vaguely, and she was only 19 at the time, that she was having an affair with a priest and that she had been groomed from her childhood, from her teenage years. She had a bad relationship with her father. All she wanted was to be loved by someone, and she was manipulated. But she wanted to be free. And even as we were speaking, she was receiving text messages from this person saying, come and have dinner with me. She was, and she was looking at me, should I go? And I was saying, no. You go straight home. You change the locks on your door. And I encouraged her to come forward to get help to make a report. And she did. The next day, she called me saying, I think I'd like to do that. And so the following day, she came to morning mass. She followed me down to the chancery offices, and we made the report, and her sister was there. And she got counseling, and she received spiritual direction. Her grade point average, she was very smart, had fallen to a 1.9. But with counseling, with healing, with hard work, she got it up to a 3.5. And she got into graduate school and moved away from the place of her pain and earned a doctoral degree. And she found a job, and she's met a young man, and her story changed because there were members of the church willing to accompany her. Again, hers is a dramatic story, but one of healing, and her story is not over. Music 
and song have the power to capture the darkness of what is in man's heart and the joy and the hope that is in man's heart. In hope, we were saved. Indeed, it is Christ who knows what is in man's heart. It is he who has the power to heal, to forgive, and to save. When I go into St. Peter's Basilica, this is what I think about. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Peter's confession of faith in the one who knows us, who understands us, and who saves us. In every age, Jesus Christ is the same, yesterday, today, and forever. In every age and in every church, his praises must be sung. Just as the Maccabees and those who were zealous for the law refused to bend the knee to a false god and to false powers, so too we, with the song of our souls, profess our faith in the triune God. Yes, there are many songs we can sing with our lips, but the most important one is the song we sing with our soul. Is it a beautiful song? Could it be one? One that offers praise to our God for all of creation and joins with all of creation in his praise. A song which shows true adoration to recognize that he is God and we are not, but he is worthy of our worship. A song that constantly cries out with the soul, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, begging for mercy and forgiveness. Or a song like that of the Didache, which sings the praises of our God in thanksgiving for all the many blessings we have received. As your bishop, I refuse to let an individual be determined by his or her weakest moments. There is more to that person's story and to that person's song. As a church, we cannot be defined by our weakest members nor by our weakest moments. We must think about the good and the great good that God has called us to do. And so our song, in the end, is not the Dies Irae, but the Alleluia. God is with us, and may his praises be sung now and in eternity. Amen. Alleluia.
Now, with great confidence, let us turn to our Heavenly Father to pray for the Church, the world, and all those in need. For the Holy Church of God, that the Lord may graciously watch over her and care for her. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Francis, our Pope, Earl, our Bishop, and all our clergy, that the Lord may bless them and strengthen them so that they may faithfully serve the people of God. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the people of the entire world, that the Lord may graciously preserve harmony and peace among them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who serve the church as lay liturgical ministers, that they be inspired by the Lord in their services to the church. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are ill or recovering from injury, that God's grace be a source of strength and healing during these difficult times in their lives. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died, may the face of God shine upon them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. O God, our refuge and our strength, hear the prayers of your church, for you yourself are the source of all devotion. And grant, we pray, that what we ask in faith we may truly obtain through Christ our Lord.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we bring you this offering of our service, we beseech your mercy, Lord, that the truth handed down to us by the ministry of the apostles Peter and Paul may endure undefiled in our hearts through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you, Eternal Shepherd, do not desert your flock, but through the blessed apostles, watch over it and protect it always, so that it may be governed by those you appointed shepherds to lead it in the name of your Son. And so, with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. if you are able. To you, therefore, most merciful Father, we make humble prayer and petition through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, that you accept and bless these gifts, these offerings, these holy and unblemished sacrifices, which we offer you firstly for your holy Catholic Church. Be pleased to grant her peace, to guard, unite, and govern her throughout the whole world, together with your servant Francis, our Pope, and me, your unworthy servant, and all those who, holding to the truth, and on the Catholic and apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants and all gathered here whose faith and devotion are known to you. For them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, for they offer it for themselves and all who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, 
and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true. In communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of our God and Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon, and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogonus, John and Paul, Cosmos and Damian, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept this oblation of our service, that of your whole family, order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable, that it may become for us the body and blood of your most beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. On the day before he was to suffer, he took bread in his holy and venerable hands, and with eyes raised to heaven to you, O God, his almighty Father, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took this precious chalice in his holy and venerable hands, and once more giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we, your servants and your holy people, offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, this spotless victim, the holy bread of eternal life, and the chalice of everlasting salvation. Be pleased to look upon these offerings with a serene and kindly countenance, 
and to accept them as once you were pleased to accept the gifts of your servant Abel the just, the sacrifice of Abraham, our father in faith, and the offering of your high priest, Melchizedek, a holy sacrifice, a spotless victim. In humble prayer, we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing through Christ our Lord. Amen. Remember also, O Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith and rest in the sleep of peace. Grant them, O Lord, we pray, and all who sleep in Christ, a place of refreshment, light, and peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. To us also, Lord, your servants who those sinners hope in your abundant mercies. Graciously grant some share in fellowship with your holy apostles and martyrs, with John the Baptist, Stephen, Matthias, Barnabas, Ignatius, Alexander, Marcellinus, Peter, Felicity, Perpetua, Agatha, Lucy, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and all your saints. Admit us, we beseech you, into their company, not weighing our merits, but granting us your pardon, through Christ our Lord, through whom you continue to make all these good things, O Lord. You sanctify them, fill them with life, bless them, and bestow them upon us. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in Lord, we pray from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace, I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Be with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
May your people, we pray, O Lord, nourish by the bread of heaven, rejoice in commemorating the apostles Peter and Paul, for it is through your gift that we are governed under their protection, through their patronage, through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reception downstairs in the Undercroft after Mass. You can access it by the elevator uh, over on the right or the stairwells on the left. I thank uh, Father Bob Kitzmiller, the rector of this cathedral, as well as Father Pete Gideon, a pastor at St. Mark's in Lancaster, and Father Jan Sullivan, pastor at St. Thomas Aquinas in Zanesville, for their presence among us. I also want to thank again uh, Richard Fitzgerald, uh, Amanda Mole, uh, Nicole Semental, who have all served as our organists, as well as all the percussion players, the brass players, our beautiful uh, choir that has made beautiful music for the Lord, as well as the Christian faithful who have spent their Friday evening worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. This is our first gold mass. It is my sincere hope that it is the first of many. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May God, who has granted you to stand firm on apostolic foundations, graciously bless you through the glorious merits of the holy apostles Peter and Paul. Amen. May Almighty God bless you for he has made you steadfast in St. Peter's saving confession, and through it has set you on the solid rock of the Church's faith. Amen. And having instructed you by the tireless preaching of St. Paul, may God teach you constantly by his example to win brothers and sisters for Christ. So that by the keys of St. Peter and the words of St. Paul, and by the support of their intercession, God may bring us happily to that homeland that Peter attained on a cross, and Paul by the blade of a sword. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace.